The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome back to the series, Allowing Abundance. I'm April Wyatt, your wellness advocate, and I'm grateful that you're here with us today to learn more about bringing abundance into your life. And the main reason for this series is for you to recognize other ways to feel, see, and experience your abundance, or what I like to call your essence. As you have an essence within, and sometimes when you're feeling a little overwhelmed about life, about your financial situation, you might find yourself focusing on what you're lacking. And these thoughts lead to emotions and feelings, which actually disconnects you to your essence or your abundance. And you're not alone because of the global shift There's a lot of uncertainty within each and every one of us in this country and across the globe. So for my last guest of Allowing Abundance series, I've invited Dr. Pradnya Sarana, who has allowed me to call her Prad. I connected with Prad online because of her specialty. Although when we sat down for a virtual coffee, What truly inspired me was her own story, how she was able to shift from a culturally oppressed environment to holding courage and commitment for herself and was able to obtain her doctorate and build a sustainable career in business, truly living an abundant life. So a little bit about Dr. Prad. She's a positive psychologist and financial well-being and behavioral economist researcher. Wow, that's a lot to say. She's worked with a lot of people, with individuals and corporations across the world, offering evidence-based modalities to assist others with shifting perceptions from lack into allowing abundance. It is truly an honor to have you here with us, Prad. Welcome to our community. Thank you for having me. Yes. And it's so exciting because Prad is in India, and here I am parked in Galveston, Texas. So I'm just saying COVID allowed more abundance into my life because I'm able to connect with beautiful people such as Prad and co-creating yes so proud can't agree more Uh, uh, covid was curse as well as blessing in so many ways definitely and that's really about the perception isn't it of of what we're experiencing and how we frame it yes definitely So before we get into some great modalities that you have to share with us today, can you share a little bit about your story? Oh, wow. Mm. 
it's going to be quick. I'm not going to take a lot of time. But uh, so I was born and raised in India in a community which is uh, very male dominated. And uh, women are mostly supposed to, a uh, little bit of education is fine, but you know, you can educate yourself till the time, you know, you grow enough and then you get married and then just live a simple married life. Um, I always believe I'm more than this. Uh, and I always felt that I don't fit into these norms. Uh, but initially I was not having my voice heard or, and even I was not even aware what I really want from my life. So I was struggling, but I just knew it that I want to create something on my own. Um, my father was supportive, but he was a part of the same society. So he needed to follow the norms. Uh, he asked me to marry one person. I did. Uh, unfortunately, uh, there were some problems with that. Um, I'm a domestic violence survivor, but I had a little bit of courage and I allowed myself to have freedom from that relationship. But it was a tough journey. Um, society was tough. Stigma was palpable wherever I used to go, whoever I used to talk. But I have decided to continue with my education. Um, I studied psychology uh, after that, just for the purpose of healing. But then I understood I can help people who don't know anything about this. And then one thing led to another. I did one master, then second master, then moved to London to uh, study positive psychology. Then my third master. Uh, then enrolled for PhD, now got my PhD from there. And since then I'm working on financial well-being. One more thing about my background, which is important is that the community I belong to is very um, business-minded community. So money is everything. So uh, your whole uh, identity revolves around money, how much you have, defines who you are in the society and for yourself also. So while growing up, this is one thing I have always observed is there is always stress. There's always anxiety to fit in, to prove yourself I'm better than others. And then uh, while I was studying psychology, I thought I understand there is a stress and anxiety and stress and anxiety are the depression uh, around money. And But I was saying, what are the solutions? And where are those solutions? And I was started looking into the libraries, one library after another library. And there was, there was in my university where I finished my PhD, there was only one book available, which was barely talking about it and not talking about finding the solution. It was more about like, what are the problems? And I was like, I know what are the problems. Can you tell me the solution? <laughs> and then I said, fine. If no one is going to tell me the solutions, I will do it myself. So I um, thought about uh, creating a project uh, for my master thesis about what are the benefits of charitable giving. So I understood charitable giving has a lot of psychological benefits. And I thought 
I need to explore this more. So I have decided to figure out what, how many interventions, psychological intervention, positive psychology intervention I can test, which can give me answer. Like, is this is gonna help reduce yeah. stress anxiety? And I have finished my PhD. It has been four years, but still I'm looking for solutions from every part of the, you know, you tell me and I will look into it. If it is a quantum physics, if it is uh, spirituality, it is economics. What I really care is to give solution that works and present themselves in a way where anyone can understand. Letting go all the difficult jargons from the science and everything and presenting people something which is tangible, understandable, and easy to follow. So that's currently what I'm up to and that's what I genuinely care for. So that's yes. my journey. Thanks for listening. Of course, of course. And I so really enjoy hearing um, that your experiences as there's a lot of people who find themselves in struggle with relationships, with financial, with all the things. And for me, when I think about it, it's really the internal struggle that they're holding within themselves and by you shifting it, saying, I know all these problems, but where are the solutions? I really enjoy hearing you say that and and wanting more. And, and this is why you're here with us today. Absolutely. it's um, Unfortunately, most of the um, research around money was just telling me that there is a problem, there is a problem. And all the solutions were coming from economics. But we really need to understand people are not logical around money. People are psychological. People don't make decisions rationally all the time about money. And there were very rigid criteria and do this and you will have breakthrough around money. No, that's not how money works for people. People make decisions because, you know, sometimes they just feel like, oh, that's going to make me look good in front of people. Okay, this is what I wanted from my childhood. So I'm just going to waste money on something which is irrelevant for me right now. So um, I I always said pe when people are not going to be rational about it, then why we are forcing rationality? And that's what I felt economics was doing and all the economical policies were based on rationality. So I said, no, people need some different perspective. And I believe that money is such a, a problem which works on many, many layers. Mm -hmm. We can't work on money in isolation. So many factors affect your beliefs about money, your age, your gender, your family, the culture you believe in sometimes political views, the level yes. of education you got. So when people are giving simplistic solution without understanding the nuances being a human being, that never works. And that's why most of these economic policies fail in mm. a broader perspective. So I, uh, I thought, let's give some holistic solution to people considering all these aspects. And that is financial well-being uh, thing is for me right now yes and I like how in the beginning just talking about 
the economics and it's more psychological, but also you bring a spiritual aspect into that. Can you describe that or share a little bit more about how that approach comes into it? Thank you, uh, because I know uh, economics and spirituality, no one, <laughs> no one, they are completely separate for people. And, but I just don't believe that they are separate because yes, we care about money, but you know what? We care about our soul also. We are spiritual beings. There is no doubt about it. Um, uh, are you practicing it? Uh, do you care about your religion? Maybe not. But you know, in at some level, we are all spiritual beings and completely discarding that aspect while making decisions around money makes no sense to me. And mm. considering considering the level of stress and anxiety people are experiencing right now, I really don't think the solutions are com only come from economic policies or being really rational about money. Somewhere we have to dig deep inside us and we need to figure out what money really means to us, what we really value about life. And then we can make correct, wiser decisions around money. I so yeah. agree about that. And I know that um, before we started this recording, you shared a few modalities uh, to bring awareness about money and, and people's uh, psychological and maybe emotional attachments about money. Uh, do you mind walking us through a practice? Um, so let's do one fun exercise right now, okay? So uh, just relax, take a deep breath. And without filtering any thought, just blur out everything that comes in your mind as soon as I say the word money. Don't filter anything. Just tell me anything and everything that comes in your mind. Everything that, you know, whatever came in your mind, that was the meaning you have given to money. Trust me, that's not what money is. That's your meaning given by you for money. Um, if the word comes in your mind, security, money never gives you any security. You believe money gives you security. That's why money is security. If you believe money is fear, that's your meaning. So why this exercise is very important, this uh, exercise is um, coming from a psychoanalytical theory from Freud. And what this exercise, this is a very small 30 second exercise, but it's very powerful exercise, which gives you understanding what are your subconscious patterns around money. Because some of us are not even aware what really money means to us. And this helps you to uncover what really needs to work upon and what really money means to you. So you can take the next step after that. And the next step is 
what why you need money what you really care and what you really value about money so uh, are you willing to do one more small exercise with me yes please so maybe your audience will um, be better off if they have a pen and paper with them or just do this exercise when you have pen and paper with you but for now just Sit with yourself and just answer this question. And would you like to volunteer, April, for this? I sure can. <laughs> okay, thank it's you. It's my Beth. favorite part. That's very kind of you. So here is a hypothetical scenario. So just imagine you have enough wealth, so much enough that you never need to worry about it ever, ever, ever. You can buy anything that you want. Wherever you want to go, you can go. You can do whatever way you want to live. Do anything you want to live. So what 15 things, first 15 things that comes in your mind that you will use money for? Well, first, when you said that, that, you know, I had more than enough. For whole and I life. Could yeah, and I could do anything I wanted to. Then it was just like, oh, that's freedom. It's okay. freedom. It's expansion for me. Um, it's it's about having more experiences. Yes. And then, then your question was, what would I purchase? Is that the question? 15 things that you would use your money for. Oh, 15 so, things. Okay, uh, 15 things I would use for a few that I would use my money for. Uh, I would build a retreat and I would, um, of course, donate to other like-minded uh, corporations or organizations to help with mindfulness and all that good stuff. Um, I would, I would buy a little house on a lake Lovely, and, and garden all to my heart's desire. And then I would fly to wherever I needed to go to connect, build my community, right. Or, or have that retreat there on my land, you know, that type of thing. So that's just a few. Uh, for me, I, I've done a lot of work. I mean, I've downsized a lot uh, down into this, um, my RV. So I know that less is more in my life. But that's me, right? If people say a car, a house, you know, that's the first thing they wanted. That's perfect for them, I believe, because that's what suits their needs. So this is me and this is my uh, relationship to abundance. So Thank you for sharing. So your first answer was quite interesting. And you said retreats. So what do you really care about in that? Uh, I care about connecting with other people. This is why I, this is why I podcast. <laughs> that's your core value. That's how you figure out what's your core value, how you're going to spend money. On. And when you know that your that money is going to be in abundance for the rest of the life. So buying an expensive car, yes, everything is there. 
but that money is not going to go away. There is a constant supply. So how you want to utilize your life, how you want to utilize your time, how you want to utilize your money. And most of the people answer service to others. Most of the mm -hmm. people. Because there is a, already abundance is available. So you want to share. Yes. As we our cups are filled, right? The overflow goes out where the ripple effect Exactly. But whatever is your answer, whoever is listening and whatever your audience, whatever is your answer, that's your core value around money. And if it is, if you feel expanded, congratulations. If you still feel that, no, it's more about, oh, what if I lose? Then there is some underlying belief that needs to work upon but at least this is the way you can uncover. It's just a feeling, layer by layer feeling. So that's one exercise I thought you might and your audience might like to have. Yes, I really enjoyed that. And I like how you bring that approach. So that way, as you said in the right before that, that some people don't even know what their relationship or their purpose is with money. So this is a good way to just kind of drop in and ask. Absolutely. Yeah. Because um, most of our belief systems come uh, around money are not our own because we never actually sat with ourselves and thought about it. It's more about like, okay, this is this was given by my family. This was given by the my neighborhood, this is given by someone else, this is given by media, and that's why I'm going to do this with my money, or that's why I need money. But what do you really care? What do you really want from your life and your money is a very important question to ask. And there are sometimes there is an answer to it, and there is sometimes a pure creation around this question. It's entirely up to you. What do you want to do with this question? Does that make yeah. sense? It does. It does. And it's just building a better relationship with yourself too, because I believe, you know, the money, the material is the byproduct of the abundance of that essence that we have within ourselves flows through us. And then it, that's what our surroundings are, uh, is built off of. Absolutely. Can't agree more on that point. Uh, just beautiful. Very eloquent. Mm -hmm. I totally um, agree with that. And I have seen in my life, when I uh, when I understood what money means to me, um, the flow of money completely changed. And the experience of, around money has completely changed. Earlier, it was more about like proving that I can earn especially in a patriarchal society of being a woman, if you earn. Uh, so it was more about proving a point. But now it's like a, when I shifted my views and perspective around money, um, it's so much easy, very less stressful. And the money just keep coming this way or that way. I, I'm not thinking about it other than in the context of research. I'm not thinking about my personal finances most of the time now. And I think that's that's a big achievement for me. 
Yes. And it sounds like you're doing what you love so that it just keeps that going. Oh, yes. Uh, passion is very important. Uh, one day someone was asking me, what's the best way to earn money? And it's a very uh, enthusiastic 21-year-old guy who wanted to uh, <laughs> uh, literally buy the whole world. And I said, <laughs> just be passionate about what you're doing and money will follow. I'm sure he haven't listened to me that way. He was like, I'm going to give him a perfect formula. But I think this is one of the best formula I can give to people. Find out what you really care about, what you really love. Keep doing it. Money will come. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I see it again, that ripple effect. So even if uh, this is a little bit about law of attraction or quantum physics here. Uh, so the momentum that we already have from past experiences and, and our beliefs and culture and all those things, as you so perfectly described, Prad, uh, there's some energy there, some momentum. And so when we start to shift it a little bit, I say shift the script of I don't have to, oh, I am grateful for whatever that is at that moment. Um, it could just be something, something as simple as having something to eat or taking a nice warm shower, you know, just having appreciation, gratefulness for that, that shifts that feeling of lack of not having enough. And then you're changing your brain, literally the um, physicality of your brain, you're creating new neural pathways. And so then you're going to think more of that, then it'll become easier. And then that old ripple effect will kind of fade away of those thoughts. And then you'll create a new um, pathway, a new vibration, a new thought process, a, a new perspective uh, as you're working from the inside out. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, mm, that's lovely. Uh, gratitude is one of the very well-researched uh, positive psychology intervention. And there are so many benefits of gratitude to reduce stress, anxiety, dealing with depression, uh, the outcomes are happiness, flourishing, positive feeling, positive emotion, a lot of uh, pro-social behavior. Gratitude leads to a lot of pro-social behavior where people feel like helping others. Um, I mean, um, I have myself tested uh, how gratitude helps people uh, to change their belief systems around money and their attitude towards money. And there were significant results around that. People were, the stress level has reduced, their anxiety level has reduced. I just asked them a very, very simple exercise. Can you just write 10 gratitudes around money in the morning and 10 gratitudes at night for just seven days, just for money? maybe small, I got one penny today, someone gave it to me, I earned this much money, or you know, I'm so grateful that right now I'm talking to 
lovely April and you know I have a computer to do that and I have Wi-Fi and I can pay for all these things. Small, small things. And the results were because with money, people have a lot of negative feelings around it. Lack is one of the most uh, reported work, uh, word associated with money. So when people started looking at, no, I, I may not have as much as I want, but I have enough for today. And today is a very important word here. It's not forever, but only for today, maybe I have enough. So counting your blessing and uh, there is, it's not only um, positive psychologists work on that, but if you uh, look at all the religious texts, you hear over and over and over again the importance of gratitude. And I totally endorse this exercise. Just for seven days, try this formula. 10 gratitudes for money, the first pretty much the first thing in the morning and the last thing at night. Do it for seven days and do let me know your experience around it. Yes, the experience that, yeah, also the emotion, you know. Um, so may I suggest for everyone listening um, not to write something down that you feel like it's not true. You want something that's true that you really actually feel gratitude for instead of saying, this is a list I need to fill out. Okay, I'm grateful for my car, grateful for my spouse, I'm grateful for my kids, you know, just kind of naming things off. That's not going to work. <laughs> just being honest here. You know, it, it's more about, oh, yes, I I I did enjoy that warm shower this morning. Okay, I'm I'm going to be grateful for that. I had a really good conversation with a friend. Uh, I had a really yummy piece of cheesecake. I don't know, but something that you can feel gratitude for. Absolutely. And that is one um, intervention that I can confidently tell because there is always a bit of ambiguity and there is always a research and then the, the research against it. But gratitude is one resource that I can definitely recommend. Mm, that's great. And I'm grateful for you, Prad, <laughs> bringing forward that for all of us. Uh, and it's so simple. And guess what? It's free, right? This is, this is also self-empowering, too, as we're learning and unlearning these old behaviors or old thoughts and emotions tied to money. Absolutely. And... Um... For unlearning also, um, may I suggest one more intervention, psychological intervention, which has been proven quite good. Um, oh, yes, please. And, and it's called expressive writing. So very simple technique, pretty much free if you just have a pen and paper. Um, just sit with you for 20 minutes without any distraction, without any... Uh, uh, disturbance, anything need to be attended, let your phone go, let everything go, just sit with yourself and anything and everything that comes in your mind about money, just write. Without lifting the pen, just keep writing. Try this exercise for seven days and 
for first couple of days, everything that you will have is around some past experiences. But slowly and steadily, when you have expressed your past enough, you will start feeling differently around money. And maybe some, however stress and fearful and anxious you are around money, you will start seeing something else opening. Some small new action, some slightly less stressful thought, some um, some different perspective around what has happened and what has been your experience around money. So expressive writing is, uh, there is a good research around that. And it, it also known for reducing the stress, so many physiological health, even uh, mm -hmm. people with cancer who were admitted in the hospital, uh, experience their pain less when they with writing about their pain and just letting that expressed because yes. there's such feeling which are suppressed around money and money is one topic where people feel most awkward to talk about uh, there is a research which indicates that people are even more comfortable talking about sex but even talking to their uh, financial advisors or even to therapists, they have a lot of reservation. People don't discuss money, especially in the Western world. Talking about money is a taboo topic. People don't like to talk about it. So many times, even their spouses and kids and people, parents don't even know the financial condition of the people because people consider money as they associated self-worth with money a lot. Mm -hmm. So this is one good outlet for people to express everything which is inside around money. So that's another one. That's a very, very good point, Prad, about needing to express and, and write it out. Uh, and it's, it's very interesting that you bring up the physicality of the body, people holding the shame or guilt or maybe resentment. Um, somebody else in their family has more money than them and why and, you know, like stories that we tell ourselves and how it affects the physical. I mean... So many times people don't even have anyone to talk to eat. Uh, and we have seen these things quite um, often. And when it comes to the money, there is so much fear about getting judged. So if people have a bit of um, outlet to express, maybe on a pen and paper, and just burn that paper if you want uh, later on, if you don't want anyone to find out about what you have written. But there are so many psychological benefits um it helps to reduce depression uh, symptoms uh, when people did this exercise for a stipulated time then uh, it helped with the post-traumatic growth it helped with um emotional healing it helped with the mood disorders uh people with uh issues with the rumination this has helped many many ways so um and here we are just looking at how to be more positive and we are not looking at the pathologies 
or the disorders around the money. So maybe if you think you have a, a tendency of compulsive buying or compulsive spending or hoarding tendencies, maybe there is a um, deep sitting emotions, unaddressed emotions are there. And if you can't afford the therapy or if you can't go to someone and talk about it, maybe you can do it in your own time and it's a fairly simple exercise. Just try it, please give it a try. Yes, and it's the commitment actually to yourself, really for everyone listening here, uh, just taking that 15, 20 minutes, you know, instead of being on the phone scrolling, which creates more uh, distance actually psychologically to other people, it seems like it, there's more depression, more anxiety and things because we're comparing ourselves to the other people. Um, I won't go into that. That's, <laughs> that's another subject. But, um, you know, taking that time that you would spend on your phone and, and really um, applying this for you, because no one else can do this for you. You know, it's wanting that change. It's, it's something deeper within you that you want more. You know that you can have more, although it's the beliefs, it's the other things that are kind of catching you up. It's clogging your filter um, for your essence to flow, I should say. Yeah, and, and I can say that this exercise can actually help to uh, unplug the pipe. Uh, and the pipe is a metaphor for all and the, everything that is clogged is for the emotion building up, building up, and, and there is no outlet for it. So maybe uh, this is the way, keep expressing yourself. And then eventually, initially, every, it will be quite intense. You will feel a lot of emotion, but after some time, you will start figuring out the solution on your own because the truth of the matter is the solution pretty much comes from within. So you will figure out on your own but allow yourself to first let go that first layer of negative emotion. And then there will be a deep understanding what you really need to do to improve whatever problem you are having right now. Yes. And that brings back to what you said in the very beginning. And I wrote it down, you know, seeing problems and shifting them into solutions. Because we can see so many problems throughout the day. But, you know, where, what are the solutions for you? So very simple, very, very powerful um, exercises that you shared with us, Prad. Thank you. So I have a question for you. How are you allowing abundance in your life right now? Mm, I think I already gave partial answer to that is I really love what I'm doing. Um, and fortunately, right now, I'm in a very privileged space. I can uh, do what I want with my career. I have established everything. But one, if I really want to tell you one thing that I have, it really worked for me, is um, I have created a coherence in my life and within myself. And what, uh, and I researched on that, and that's why I got this idea. Is earlier my heart used to say something really different about my life and money, 
my brain used to say something really different about my life and money. And then I started doing all these exercise, gratitude, expressive writing, figuring out what I really care about, what's the meaning of money for me. And then I understood there is so much conflict all the time within myself. And sometimes the conflict becomes so, I got so used to it. So I thought I'm always going to be confused about things. because. But then I started meditating quite a lot. And then I understood, oh, yes, I can let go this whole conflict and there, there can be a wide open space because I need to unlearn everything that I learned about money, let go all these expectations and ideas about money. And then I created synchrony within myself and I created the answer for myself. Does that make any sense or am I just running? No, that it does so perfectly. It's like, as you sat with it and recognized, you know, this disruption you were holding, then as you paused, you know, by meditating and say, oh, I can let that go, you know? Yeah. That's perfect. And more I, more my brain and heart saying exactly the same thing, things become easier mm. and effortless. I, I think the word I really emphasize is effortless. Um, I don't approach people for work. Work comes to me. I mean, there is always a couple of requests all the time. Can can you come talk to us? We can collaborate on this. Earlier, I, I used to feel so panicked. And I have created for myself that money and work will flowed to me effortlessly. And that was my creation because I let go all the stress and anxiety around money. So I I could create this. But for that, it's very important to have one voice. Your brain and when your heart say exactly the one same thing, you know what to do. And I think, have I answered your question? That's how yes. I create. Yes, yes. Perfectly. And I think there's, you know, when people start to get in these spaces of reflecting, you know, it might be a little muddled, it might be kind of cloudy, like you stir up some water, right? And it's kind of murky. And you might not know exactly. But the more practice, the more that you um, pause and, and reflect in, then things start to become a little clearer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. In my uh, clinical practice, I always ask people, what is the best way to, when you have a muddy water, what, what is the best way to get water that you can drink out of it? And they, they come up with a lot of ideas. I will can use filter and this and that. And I said, answer is very, very simple. Just let it be. Let that pot there and the mud will settle down and you will have a good water that you can drink. Just let things be. And that was done via meditation. So meditation was my key to get that quiet place and let go everything and then start creating my abundance out of that. So that's my answer. Yes. 
And that's perfect for you, Prad. It's working, obviously. And it's it's that beliefs, right? We You shifted and created a, a new belief and you see it happening. You know, you don't even have to do to obtain abundance. You know, you are being in order to receive. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And... Another thing um, um, maybe useful for the audiences is, um, which is another intervention, which is I absolutely love and I, I can't recommend enough. When you arrived at a, a little bit level of peace and you know you think now you are ready for something new, I will say try best possible self. To, it's a psychological intervention is start visualizing if everything turns out right in my life, how my life looks like and start believing that it's possible. So what this psychological intervention helps with is first it improves your uh, feelings, like uh, reduces negative emotions in your life. But the most important thing is it gives you hope and it improves the level of optimism in your life. But this exercise will come last. But first you have to go through all the exercises that I have already shared with you is try yeah. these exercises. And once you are in a space where you feel a little bit expanded, you believe that you have let go some of your past and experiences and expectations from the society and family, then you can start creating your new self. Mm -hmm. So I have created this for myself. Expansion, effortlessness, easygoing, money with fun. Yes. And it's and the words too, right? What words are we speaking to ourselves? Absolutely. Also. Yeah. Because we constantly talk to ourselves. So self-talk <laughs> is absolutely important. And um the more you believe, the frequency of this intervention, if you do it, I mean, as much as you can, but if you do it more often and if you practice it more and once it becomes your second nature, life turn around for sure. Mm. That is really good uh, words of wisdom. And I so really enjoy all of those practices that you shared. And for those who are listening that say, well, I have three kids and I have to work two jobs and, uh, you know, they're feeling like they've, they're pulled in different directions. Where's a good place for them to start? Yes. And um, money issues are real. And in no shape and form, I'm saying that your problems are not real. But the fact of the matter is, the more you focus on your problem, it's not going to bring you a lot of solutions. So not denying the problems, but um, there is a research about fixed mindset and growth mindset. So start looking for solution. Uh, um, in my clinical practices, so many times people come and they told me, I have you know, these are my problems, problems. And I have Googled so much about my problems. And my first question is, 
have you Googled about any solution? And they said, no, my problem is so big. There is no solution because I'm unlucky. I was born with these problems. And then there is a lot of blame goes. And I said, yeah. how about just, I'm not denying your problem. We are just going to acknowledge you definitely have a problem. But let's look at what are the solutions. And this just one sentence created a paradigm shift in thinking because then people actually started inquiring about the solutions. Mm -hmm. So I will definitely recommend that can be the first step. Then all the practices like yes. free association technique, figuring out what you really care about, what is your value, gratitude, um, I know I understand totally that you can't help others. So that's, I'm just going to leave that out, charitable giving or pro-social in this kind of situation. But when you allow yourself to sit with yourself and try and figure out solution will come. And then there is so much help available online. Mm -hmm. There are financial coaches, there are li financial literacy programs. So whatever is your problem, if you are riddled in a depth or anything, help is available. But are you looking for help? That's the first question. Mm. Say that again. Um, help is. Are you looking for yeah. it? Yeah, are you looking for help? Yes, uh, and that is so powerful because people get, as you said, that person who came to you and talked about all the problems, and I grew up this way, and this is the way, and all the things. That that's a story. You know, it's not happening right now in this moment. That's all in the past. We can't change that. So, yes, I love how to change it to, of course, I had these experiences. And now what? what's my solution? No problem. Just stick to your problem. Not denying the problem. Not even denying being obsessed with the problem. Be obsessed with your problem. No problem at all even I'm not going to tell people like okay your story is not the exact thing because there is a research which shows us that all the all the meanings from coming from the past are memories and most of the time our memories are completely diluted this is not what exactly happened but this is what we believe has happened to us but that's the story for another time I'm not denying people to hold on to their problems I'm just uh, very compassionately nudging them. Can you just mm. look for a little bit solution also? Because you can't force people to find solution. You can just nudge them and allow them to figure out on their own. And mm -hmm. people always figure out. Yes. And when they're ready, then it will happen. It will happen. It's a process. Learning and unlearning is a process and it takes time. So patience is another thing that I recommend people. Mm. It takes time. Yeah, that, that can be challenging also, um, having that, the patience. It is, but the question needs to be answered. Is this journey worth taking or not? If it is a worth taking journey, then it's okay to go through certain impatient moment but still stick to it persistence is important in this journey oh yes yes keep that motivation and that inspiration for wanting more definitely 
not motivated. Um, uh, I, I, we have really wonderful theories of, around motivation, so much research around it, but I believe that instead of looking for motivation all the time, just start creating meaningful habits around money. Mm. Don't force yourself to have extraordinary changes in one go. Just allow yourself to make small, small changes. If you are spending too much time on, uh, I'm assuming you are, you are from US, so what if you are spending too much time in Walmart, how about not spending, just reduce that time and buying from Walmart for 15 minutes less. And that's how you start creating better new habits around money. Just save one, uh, sorry, I was about to say pound because I deal in pounds in London, but just say $1. That's the minimum you can do. Don't buy yeah. if you're eating out every single day. How about making a small change and instead of seven days eating out, try six days, then maybe five days. Make changes gradual so they will be less jarring and you will have a sustainable habits around money. Don't make random and abrupt changes. That that changes will never serve you in long term. Uh, yes, that reminds me of uh, diets, right? People think at the new year, I need to lose weight and have to go on this strict diet and, and abstain from all these things. So I love that approach, Prada, of, of meaningful habits and small changes. And then maybe asking yourself, like, What's one thing I can do today? Uh, any habit which is going to cost you least amount of pain, which will not take too much of your time. Just smallest change that you will not even notice, but keep doing it consistently. And which will not make you feel like, oh, I'm going to miss out because there is a new term um, especially the young kids keep using is FOMO, fear of missing out. Don't mm -hmm. make yourself to go there because that can trigger anxiety. So instead of doing that, just small and consistent changes around money. Saving $1 every day, $365 is a good amount to buy a nice dress at the end of the year. I don't know how uh, how much it costs in your country, but I'm assuming that $300 is a good amount to buy a decent outfit. <laughs> but anything around saving, anything around um, paying debt, small mm. habits makes a huge impact at the end. So that's mm. what. Wonderful. Oh, it's been so good to have you here, Prod, and just listening to all these amazing, simple yet powerful ways for people to um, drop back into themselves to allow more abundance in their lives. Yeah. And Thank so you. for those who are interested in connecting with you, uh, have questions or want to see about your services, what's a good way to contact you? Um, the best way to contact me is via email. I always reply back. Um, I'm 
happy to, if you have any questions around the literature available around money, I'm happy to share with, if you have a question, I'm uh, happy to direct you towards what uh, literature you can read and explore more. So that's one way, email me, you have my email address. I'm, I'm more than happy if you want to share that with people. It's suranapragna at gmail.com or you can just contact me on LinkedIn. I'm there. Sorry, I'm not on any other social media. I'm just not good with social media. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you choose, right? You choose what what suits you. So, well, thank you again, my new friend. And uh, bountiful blessings and abundance for you and for everyone here today as you are unlearning and learning new ways to allow abundance into your life. And uh, please leave us uh, a little message in the chat. Let us know if you have any questions or share ways that you are allowing abundance in your life and keep the abundance going, you know, hit subscribe and follow. So that way you can continue working from the inside out. So until next time, my friends, be well. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.